comes, dude. Maybe. Okay, good. All right, dude. I just sent the invite. Um, I did not get an invite. Oh, you didn't get it? Mm -mm. What? You can request to join, though. See if that works. Yeah, I try requesting. I have requested. I hit accept. <laughs> it's really going to do it to us again, dude. <clears throat> Nothing? No. Um, let me see. Uh, the damn Instagram once again. Just says request sent. Yeah, I'm getting it here. All right, let's try it one more time. I may have to uh, redo this live. <clears throat> yep, we're going to have to restart it. Daniel comes back for after two weeks and just ruins it. You know, flawless. it went flawless. You know, it's James. <clears throat> James is fault. All right, guys, we're going to exit. Uh, I'm going to come back in, and it'll probably work. This is like third third time this has happened, so uh, we're going to restart the live. We are consummate professionals. <laughs> One of the problems, though, is, too, now that I'm plugged into, like, I have both Instagrams on my phone, it's a nightmare with notifications. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I I turn some notifications off. It is uh it is a lot. All right, hitting live. I'm ready, my my fingers up and ready. Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it this time. Jay, did you get it? Nope. Oh, dude, I don't understand why I can't. Um, like when I request to join, I just sent it again. Oh, dude, nightmare, nightmare show. Let me see. Hold on, let me. I think I got it. <clears throat> I don't know if it's working. What we got it, I got it. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was James's fault, but he figured it out. Yeah, like I said, uh, nice, you weren't nice. here for two weeks. Uh, flawless. It went <laughs> flawless. So, Welcome to the live stream, everybody. <clears throat> Train Like a Ranger live, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep, or, uh, or whatever you guys want to talk about. Hope you guys are having a happy Thursday. <clears throat> Coffee at 8.30 at night. It's a bold move. <clears throat> Dude, I got a baby. All right. He's gonna know. I'm gonna be up all night anyway, dude. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Sal says, What's up, guys? What's up, Sal? What's going on? <clears throat> um see, make sure everything's good on my end. Logan says, Appreciate you guys always reaching back out. Yeah, James James is super uh super great at answering the messages. Um and uh you know we try to we try to engage with you guys as much as possible so it's uh it's always exciting to see you guys out there crushing it and uh and getting the updates continue to send the updates we love it 
me see what we got here. Um, <clears throat> so, Daniel, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, good. You had a very big life change, made me do all the work for a couple weeks, and that was good. <laughs> you did great. <clears throat> yeah, I actually I listened to the uh, I listened to the lives. Uh, James is a natural. I'm actually I'm a little jealous, dude. You got a lot of uh, a lot of tempo. I'm starting to feel like uh, James is trying to take over. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm not trying to take over. You just stop showing up. That's that's on you, not me. I don't. That is that is fair. That did happen, but uh, yeah, no, the lives went really great. Um, I enjoyed listening to them. It's, it's funny. Gonna be back. It's tough. It's tough alone because you have you. There's no break. There's no like you can't throw it to someone for a second or like gather yourself. So it's it's tough. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does help whenever you're conversating, especially if there's a lull. I which it seemed like you had good tempo, but uh, you know, back when I was first starting and there wasn't as much traffic uh waiting for questions to come in i like just didn't know what to do you know didn't know what to talk about so there was times like i was just sitting there just staring at the phone like please me and these someone say something. whoever's making eye contact yeah so. let's see what we got here <clears throat> uh we got some stuff rolling in let's see Uh, yeah, I have some some older questions too uh, saved, so we can we can hit those as well. Okay, Kyle says just got to my duty station in Alaska. What have you heard about Fort Wainwright? Nothing. What about you, James? Um, Fort Wainwright is that the? There's two up there. Um, is Wainwright the the air airborne where the 25th is? Um. I actually hear really good things about the bases in Alaska. Uh, a couple of buddies who were stationed there at some points in their career. Uh, I have actually a buddy who lives up there. He's from Alaska. Um, so if you like to do outdoor stuff, uh, you'll have a good time out there because there's a ton of hiking and fishing and hunting and all that stuff out there. So if you enjoy that stuff, you're gonna you're gonna be happy. Um, oh, Fairbanks. Oh yeah, you're in a good spot. Yeah. So as long as yeah. you, you like to do some outdoor stuff, uh, you'll be happy because there's a ton of that to do out there. Oh, good time of year too right now. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be nice. Be yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Cause sometimes it's not nice for a long period of time. Um, you'll be a little cold. You will have to deal with uh, yeah. some, some stuff, but you'll actually get some pretty good, uh, winter training out there too. They do a ton of, um, like winter survival training and all that stuff. So that'll, that'll go a long way. Uh, when I was in uh, Latvia during the winter, we had a couple guys who had been stationed in Alaska do some uh, like impromptu courses and stuff for us out there about, you know, how to keep warm and stuff like that. <clears throat> so it'll help you there and, you know, wherever you go after that as well. Yeah. You know how guys kind of, uh, that, that's where you get the Ar Arctic tab, right? Up in Alaska, they got a course up there yeah it's like the i don't i'm not even actually sure if they still run it as like a real real course like that but um yeah like the winter survival one <clears throat> yeah they got all sorts of tabs you know like uh ranger guys used to give it a hard time but the arctic tab kind of sounds cool i'm not gonna lie yeah agreed <clears throat> i agree uh nick says me master is back yes daniel is back <clears throat> he was almost late though throw that out there me <laughs> <laughs> i was getting a little close me master i like it <clears throat> i'll take it dude um kanoa kaichi says how was life in regiment uh and then nick said congratulations on being a dad thank you appreciate it yeah it's super fun 
Um, yeah, Kanoa, that's a that's a long-winded answer, what life was like in Regiment. Um, we have, I think probably the best one would be like, our third podcast was a good one. Um, we kind of get into life in regiment. The, the part three of our first podcast, the pipeline one is probably the best bet for you to get, um, a much more in-depth kind of answer into, to what it was like in regiment. <clears throat> yeah. Cause it, that, that can be an in-depth question. I mean, podcasts I've done with Sam Davil with you, uh, yeah, the part three and then the, what it's like to be a Ford observer. We also touch on that. Yeah. Um, Dan and Jay lives all the time where we touch that question a lot, but, um, it is, it, it is kind of a loaded question because uh, it varies. Like the way that I describe the pace, the tempo to a lot of people is I'm like, think of it like the oil field, like in the sense of you have like training events that are probably pretty intensive for two weeks or so. And then you have three weeks where it's more of a mild, um, I would say milder work My, weeks. I was going to say mild is a strong word for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, job of surprises, right? That's what I used to call it. So, it's kind of hard to have a predictable schedule, but you know, they, they do make up for it. Like we got a lot of, a lot more four day weekends than any other, let's say unit in, in the military and things like that. So they do try to cut guys a break, work hard, play hard type thing, but it's, it, it's work. I mean, when you go there, it's work. Yeah. And there's in, in, on top of the four day weekends, there are some half days in there too. Like there, there'll be days where nothing's going on and they'll be like, okay, Hey, we're going to cut you guys loose. We don't have anything happening right now. So that was actually one of my biggest, uh, issues when I first got to the 82nd after leaving regiment was that's not always a thing. Some leadership thinks that like you work until five o'clock in the evening, no matter what. And I actually had one first sergeant one time tell me, he said, oh, well, you're just going to that's essentially if you're not going to be here for work, you're essentially defrauding the taxpayers. And I was like, yeah, but what happens when I'm out in the field for three weeks and I don't get to go home? I think there's a little bit of play there in my hours. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so that was one thing that regiment did. Um, not always. There was some days where you're sitting around kind of waiting to wait around. But oh, there's a lot of times where if nothing's happening and there's nothing on the horizon to be done or get done later on, that there are days you'll get to go home early. Just keep your phones on you, that kind of thing like that. So they do try to get you back on the back end as much as they can. They make all of us phone addicts. That's a, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll describe two days to you, and this this will wrap everything up in a nutshell. When I was a private, uh, when I first came on uh, to the to the team, they had just gotten back from a deployment. Things had uh, they were kind of taking a uh, taking it a little easier because they just got back from a deployment. And they said, "I came in for PT. I got zonked. Right? That's where they send you off. You don't even do the the PT. They sent sent me off. I went and had breakfast. I came back in at nine o'clock, and they said, "We got nothing. Go home for the rest of the day." So I essentially did nothing that day. So that's uh that's one day as a private. Now let me tell you a day as a as a sergeant, right? Two days in comparison. I come in thinking it's gonna be um a lighter day. Didn't think that there was anything going on. Um let me add, I had two months left in the in the military. Uh and uh guy came in and said, uh said, Hey, pack a bag for three days. We need you to go be OC, right? We need you to go like help with uh, with the range stuff. 
And I said, okay. So I packed a bag and I was gone for three days, right? Like skip all my plans. I had to tell, uh, I had to tell, you know, my now wife, like, Hey, scratch what we had going on. Cause I'm, I'm out for three days. And it was just like that. Like I had, I had like, I think what, two hours to, to pack a bag, go get lunch. And then I was off. Dude, OC so. detail is always the worst and it's always <laughs> random like that. It just kind of happens because they, they need OCs, but they don't want, no one wants to give up their guys that they need for these ranges or training events or anything. So it's always the guys who are like about to get out. Uh, uh-huh. yep. They just can't do stuff. And so they always just like randomly pull those guys. They're like, Oh, I have some appointments. No, nah, I don't care. Yeah, you're an OC now. Yeah. They're at the end. I've never pulled so many staff duty shifts in my life. I was like, man, tell me how you really feel, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. And then sometimes they'll, that like the days they'll let you off early. It's pretty There Sometimes we'll do like in my company, we would do like the teams would, we would go out to play volleyball or do something. That's kind of like a team building exercise as well. So it's, up and down it's a roller coaster for sure yeah <laughs> roller coaster job is surprises for sure yeah but it's it is it is great like it you know like i said great training experiences great um whenever guys play they play hard guys have a good time lots of memories so yeah work hard play hard for sure work hard play hard yeah uh josh nick says yo what's going on josh <clears throat> do you have a question on your end because he has one too i do okay um <clears throat> Kyle, Kyle says, uh, ROTC cadet, what can I do now to train to become a ranger? Um, well, you know, there's, there's several things gathering information is always good. Um, so getting some, uh, studying in and relevant topics. Um, and you know, also as far as physical activity goes, we got all sorts of programs for that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of advice. we got a lot of podcasts and information, uh, there, me, me and James actually, uh, we're talking, we got a plan for land nav. It's going to be a big project, but, um, you know, we get that question all the time. Like, how do I prep for land nav? We're going to, we're going to actually provide a section on the website, uh, going to be, going to be, uh, free at least initially. And, and we're going to provide all that information. It's going to be a pretty comprehensive, uh, course. So, um, we try to provide some information for you guys to do, uh, feel ready in certain categories, but definitely with the, with the physical prep, we got that down. We got programs for that. Uh, the ones I like to recommend the most is the advanced prep program and the uh, the warrior program. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, long story short, that's a good answer. Um, if you're ROTC, though, I assume that means you're you're planning to go in as an officer. So just keep in mind that the track to get to regiments is a little bit different for you. Um, but the best advice I can give you going into the military as an officer, especially when the wants to get a regiment is you don't ever think you have any idea what's going on. Like don't ever think, you know, better than someone because you're an officer. Cause like these NCOs have been in regiment for like 12 years. You're going to need to learn as much as you can from your enlist, like the NCOs and stuff. When you get there um, at your first unit, and beyond always just try to learn as much as possible don't be one of those officers that falls into a trap that thinks that they know better than everybody you're always going to be trying to learn just like every other enlisted soldier and everything like that so just try to learn as much as you can at rotc too that'll help you out a lot with just kind of knowing and understanding parts of the military um that definitely some of these guys going straight into basic won't get Because you'll actually have hands-on practice at the range and land nav and all that stuff. So just try to just drive all of that into your head as much as you can at ROTC. 
Um, Josh Nix says, did the tech peas attached to you guys live attached to bat live in the barracks with you guys? No, they did not. Um, they're all, they were, you don't get, there's no like privates. They're all like E sixes. Um, well, I guess E fives and up. I think E five was the lowest ranking one. Um, so they don't no, They don't live in the barracks with us. Um, did you, Oh, that was your question. So, um, Sal says, I'm focusing on my cardio right now, trying to do a five mile and 45 minutes. Nice. Um, Let's see. Colton says, should you run while rucking and prep for selection? Um, Yes. So we answer this question a lot. Um, You know, the running's great. Uh, Definitely be on a resistance training routine. Um, and you guys can, can rock and stuff like that. Like I said, I talk about rucking all the time. Um, I don't want you guys to think I'm absolutely demonizing rucking when I talk about just use caution because, um, I think that there's constructive ways to train up for rucking. Um, so we have a free rock march annex. We kind of talk about those things. We give some time parameters. If you guys want to go out and test yourself on the rock marches, uh, one thing that I caution with rock marching, if you don't have a good foundation is you just need to pay attention because uh, rucking in excess, especially for guys who are, their bodies aren't, uh, they don't have a good foundation, they're underdeveloped. It's a lot of, um, it can be impact on top of improper posture and can kind of be hard on the joints. So um, we like to promote more focus on the resistance training, more focus on the cardio parameters, and then go out there and test yourself with a rock. Probably you can do like every two weeks or so, get a feel for it and stuff like that. But I know some programs, they program specifically for rocking um, on a like daily to every other day basis. I, I wouldn't recommend that. I think there's better focus areas, but that's just kind of my two cents. But to answer your question, yes, you can absolutely mix all those things in. Yeah, and for rucking, I think I said it a couple of times, even while Daniel was gone, you can get, like, you can improve your ruck without rucking, and rucking is just a lot of stress on your body. So you can get those improvements from somewhere else by limiting some of the extra stress on your body. You'll be doing a lot of rucking in the Army. So, or yeah. in the military <laughs> you can get it in there. Yeah. So, um if you can eliminate some of that unnecessary hardship on your body, um, just try to do that when you can, when at all possible. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, it's not like if you go out there and rock all the time, it's not like you're not going to get better at rocking. You are, you do build, um, you still build off of that, but there's also, I just, I would have more concern for certain people because again, most people are going to be put in improper posture and then you're going to add impact on top of that. And it's going to just be tough on the joints and stuff. So I've seen people get injured who rut chronically and stuff like that. So um, I like to promote, like he said, resistance training, the cardio, you can improve rocking parameters. I think I would argue a lot more through focusing on those areas than just trying to do um, the rock march all the time. So anyways. Um. Yeah, Nick says, what are wind sprints and how do they differ from regular sprints? They don't really. Say wind sprints? Yeah, that's just like Is a that term. Is that where the parachute? I think that's just a term people use for sprints. I don't think I, resistance, the first time I don't think I've resistance heard. training sprints are called wind sprints. Um, I think wind sprints is just a term people use for sprints. Like I, People used to say it in football, like at football practice. Uh. Um, to my knowledge, at least. I thought it was just like a colloquial term for sprinting 
Yeah. So no, nothing really. Just sprints. It's just sprints, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, unless I'm mistaken, and I could be. It happens. Not often, but. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard that term, but I'll check that out. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, I used to hear it when I played sports and stuff, like, you'd be run when wind sprints all practice if we do something wrong or whatever. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Kyle says, uh, yeah, I feel like my cardio is physically my worst aspect, so always need to work on that. Um, yeah, a lot of people struggle with uh, with the cardio uh, parameters. A lot of that, That's too, <laughs> a lot of that, too, is diet. Um, so you got to make sure you get your diet right. The thing is, like, when it comes to training, I like to, there's no set um, percentage on this. Like, you have to, here's the, here's the thing. You can't have one without the other, right? But whenever I give percentages, which really these percentages aren't set, these, this isn't science-based at all, but I, I would say 80% diet, 20% training. So you can train the same way, and if you change your diet, that's where you're going to see the most gains. But you have to have, you can't have one without the other. So you have to add the training too to see those um, adaptations. But the diet's so important. So cut out all the alcohol, the sodas, the sugars, the everything that gives you joy in life. That's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that's true. It, it, although I don't know, cardio is one of those things that does require train up. <laughs> Yeah, cardio is one of those weird ones though so like nutrition plays a big role into it training plays a big role into it but like mindset plays a huge role too like running is yeah. is so so mental um so for me right now I, I never really loved running it was never my thing but i was i mean i was faster than a lot of people not a lot of people in regiment but like i, I was a, a decent enough runner um but like now for example i'm the worst runner because if it's raining outside or it's cold, like I'm not going outside to run. It's not going to happen because I was in the army for seven years and I used to have to go outside when it was cold and snowy and rainy and wet. I'm just, I'm not going to do it anymore. I have the option to not go outside and run in the rain. So I don't, so I've had a tough time during the winter. So I pick it a lot, pick it up during the like spring and summer months. Um, but it's just, it's so, so mental. Cause like if I, even if I do get outside to run in the rain, it's going to be a bad run. Cause I'm just going to be not enjoying myself trying to do this run. <clears throat> See, I, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm in the, I'm opposite. So I became a super advocate and lover of sprints, which I never thought that would grow on me, but it's like you said, it, it, it kind of grows on you. So like I, I went out there the first time I went to do sprints, like, first of all, you have to have an adaptation of your muscle fibers and, and all the, you know, the biological things that happen whenever you train a certain way, but, um, that takes a little bit of time. Right. But also it's like you said, the mental going out there and learning to like the sprints, the way it made me feel and stuff like that. Um, that was, that was something that I didn't have at first. The first time I tried to run sprints, it's like, I, I couldn't push to a certain thing. And then later, as you train a certain way, um, you got to like it. You know, we talk about this in training all the time. There's certain guys who don't like certain things. Maybe they don't like leg day. Maybe they don't like, um, some people, I, I don't hear this a lot, but maybe they don't like upper body day or something. I would say, um, make those priority in the week, make those first and, uh, you know, learn to learn to like those things. You kind of got to put yourself in those situations and train your brain. So you'll also find when you're in the army too, like, especially as a private, you're going to hate it because 
you're not choosing to do wind sprints. Like you're not choosing to do sprints in the morning. Someone else is choosing that for you. So it just makes it so much harder when you're like, I don't want to do this right now. Like this man wants to do this right now. I don't want to do this. It's yeah. So it's, there's a lot of mental that goes into that stuff. It's funny because the motivation changes whenever you're the guy calling the shots. So like if somebody's calling them for you, right. Going at you, like you said, going to run in the rain. I'm like, why are we running in the rain? You know, if you're the subordinate, you're like, why are we running in the rain? Ah, oh, I don't want to do this, right? But then whenever it was my turn to leave PT and I saw it was raining outside, I'm like, F these guys, dude. Yeah. I'm going to take them out in the rain. You just yeah. feed off that uh, negative energy coming from yeah, you them. Feel their, you feel their sadness and you're like, ha, 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 you know? Mm. But uh, uh, that's kind of a joke. But but really, I mean, there is uh, it is Absol- different. No, it absolutely happens because you'll have you, that's like when you're you're in regiment or you're in, you're in RASP and they run a PT for you. They just yeah. thrive like those cadre thrive off of just making you hate your life in the morning. They thrive on it. So even if like that's not something they would normally do or they don't really like it either, they'll th- it just it just gives them so much extra energy to just be making you do that and just making there, you guys suffer. It's absurd. There's a motivation through that, yeah, putting yeah. guys through the ringer and stuff. It's almost you almost get competitive with it, but when, especially when you're calling the shots, like you you do so. When you're under it, you're like, why are these guys doing this? But once you get in that position, you start to you start to get it. And you'll you'll notice like when you're in that position, you'll you'll mostly gravitate towards things that you're good at too. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, like one guy we know in running, right? Long distance running. Yeah, way too much. Way too much. Um, I don't even know whose question it is. Mm. I think it's might me. as well be yours. I think it's me. Um, oh man, I think I gotta scroll up. <clears throat> Um, all right, so Josh said, I'm going to ask a new question. Either one of you used the I'm a ranger pickup line and did it work? Um, I got a funny story about this. Actually. Honestly, I will be honest with you. <laughs> I, okay, here's a piece of advice for all you guys going to regiment. If that line works, you need to not run. Yeah, you need to get <laughs> out of there. That's just that's 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 the that's the best advice I can give you. If that line works, leave. Go. She'll probably drive you to the barracks. <laughs> <laughs> like there, uh, I, there's stories about yeah, it's not yeah. Um, that's I got a really funny story about that. So the first time, uh, I got to Savannah, we were actually we were in processing at Stewart, right? We were going through the in processing, so I actually wasn't even at the unit yet, right? But we go out. Um, it was me and Davis, and um, uh, I don't know. Usually we're so you good about there, not no, dropping we're... names and you just immediately just dime down. Davis, and... <laughs> Davis is way out. He's way out. He's good. Um, but all these guys, I think Sherwood was there. And some other guys. <clears throat> but uh, we go we go out. I don't know why I'm using their last name, by the way. But we go out <laughs> and we're at a bar. And, uh, and, uh, and I was hitting it off with, uh, with the lady, right? And we're talking and I'm thinking, I'm thinking like – we're hitting it way off right and so i'm like okay here we go here's the here's the stamp of approval right here she says when she asked me like what do you do and uh, i was like oh cat's in the bag right and i said uh i'm a ranger she said okay bye and she literally walked off that was it it was going so well that entire time oh, we talked for man. probably 10 minutes dude 10 minutes and i said that and she literally just said okay bye and was get she was out <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's obviously the flip side of the coin. 
<laughs> but if that line works, um, you need to get out of there. <clears throat> <laughs> but but uh, it depends. It depends. Now, a lot of people do admire it. Um, well, but also, you know, my big tip for you guys going out to meet people is just be a normal human being. You know? <laughs> yeah. Daniel had had some struggles with that when he was young. So, yeah, I was a I was a <clears throat> nightmare. Um, yeah so one thing that i tell people um and is really just like you can be a ranger you can be in the army but like if that's your only personality trait like you need to find something else to be a human being like that can't be all you are you got to find some other things that are interesting to you some other hobbies and things like that like your whole personality can't be built around i'm a ranger in the army yeah well think about what somebody wants in a companion too they want somebody with um, job security, you know, the service aspect, a lot of, a lot of uh, people like that. And then, um, but also they want you to be like stable. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you're emotionally stable and, uh, you know, good sense of humor helps and all those things, you know. I think it's yours. <clears throat> uh, longboarding Gabe says active duty, not best physical shape tips or goal to reach in order to try and reclass and go to regiment. Um, okay. So yes. So <laughs> this is why this is I love why watching you read. <laughs> uh, I articulate myself so much better in writing. I promise. Um, <laughs> these guys listen to me talk. They're like, how's this guy creating anything? But listen, he's got ghost. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I did it myself. Okay. I'm, um but uh that's why we create the program so seriously we we outline goals we set parameters and that's kind of uh that's what we have but to to answer your question whether you choose to get a program or not um really just focusing on physical preparedness brings mental preparedness also any other things that you feel that you are concerned uh like this would make me anxious try to get better at those things um confidence brings competence and um you know that's why we do the podcasting stuff like that knowledge whenever you you look at something and you don't know the process you don't know what to expect then things can seem a lot more daunting i think what a lot of you guys will find is as you go to do these things that you once thought were was impossible as you apply yourself and do them you'll realize like it wasn't as bad as it was in your mind Sometimes it is. <laughs> okay, that's we say that, but I, I'm going to be honest with you. Your body and your brain, it does this thing where it does try to block out trauma. So you'll know, you'll notice, like guys will, it'll be a couple years out of the military, and they remember everything so much more fondly than you know, as they're kind of on their way out because your brain starts to push out the bad, and you'll just remember the good and the the guys and all that stuff. Um, it's hard and anybody who's saying it's easy after the fact is just blocking out the hard parts. So it's definitely going to be hard. That's a great, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it, it's definitely challenging. Um, so yeah, I would say just, you know, study, get in physical shape. That's really, it's really the, um, the two things. Yeah. Especially if you're looking to, cause it sounds like you're either reserve or guard. He's a non-active duty. So, um, I would recommend you making sure that you're you're really focused. He's active on, duty. Oh, he is active duty. Yeah, and wants to. Rec- I thought you said he's not active duty. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, just keep in mind, too, with the ACFT coming out, too, uh, that's going to be a huge contributing factor, factor to people trying to reclass and stuff like that. So make sure you guys are focused on the PT test and the ACFT now because it's coming and it's going to be a thing. I know we got to get we got to get pretty versed on that. We started doing some research on it and stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it, those parameters, all those things are in the current programs, those parameters. But um, we may even do like a, a separate annex, maybe uh, like ACFT specific um, because I know that way people understand what is exactly on the ACFT and they can test that. Um, so we'll look to at least something like that too. Yeah. Maybe like some supplementary exercises too. Cause like, I know like, I don't really know what like the ball th- overhead ball throw is. We'll have to figure something out. Um, I know. I know what they're trying to do. I, some of that stuff's weird. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like why is that test like that? But uh, you know, the army always does everything. To the, to the T, dude. They always like do everything. That's for <laughs> they, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they do all the things. Like the ACU, the best uh, camouflage pattern of uh, all time, dude. Okay, uh, that's not true. It, the Air Force had one at one point that was pretty rough. <clears throat> yeah. It's like that similar color, dude. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. One of the guys has a picture of, like, laying on his, like, grandmother's couch and blending <laughs> finally found something it camouflaged with um uh is it is it me it's it's me okay that's right because we did the active duty yeah uh josh nick says i asked this last week when dan wasn't here lcan versus acog versus eotech versus aimpoint which one do you prefer congrats on the baby btw thank you appreciate that i had an lcan whenever i was in i liked it um, what was the what was the ones he was um LKN ACOG EOTech versus Aimpoint. Yeah. LKN versus ACOG versus EOTech versus Aimpoint. I said I like the ACOG because um it's easy to spot and stuff with an ACOG for like 13 Fox stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and that, I, I had that feeling with the LKN too, because you could change the um the zoom. Yeah, the magnification. But, <clears throat> yep. But uh a lot of a lot of shooters have a preference for the red dot because they can get a sight picture quicker so i hear a lot of people say they like the red dot because they can get they can do their ready up get a sight picture real quick um you know but with guys like us like probably something that you can uh get some magnification with i mean it just kind of depends um also um i don't want to get too far in the weeds here but you know if we're typically if we're shooting our guns it's a we're having a crazy time yeah yeah we're not in the stack <laughs> like you guys. know busting yeah. doors down so ideally i i most of my stuff was used for call for fires and stuff like that yeah if i have yeah uh, yeah so i would say you know if you're a if you're an infantry guy uh a lot of preference for for red dots i see and you'll find out what you like to as, as you get exactly. to it and you'll find out how to set up your kid and how to set up your weapons and everything like that mm, yep um beck says in, okay i didn't say his full thing okay good uh it says in pre-rasp currently that's what i was like oh. uh rft next thursday for class up uh i appreciate all the help you provided in helping me get here that is awesome news uh beck we got a lot of success stories um and uh we got to get better about posting them to the website too because we've gotten more um since the ones we've posted it's it's been great traffic um we've become the uh 
the rasp guys it's uh it's wow. cool how things develop dude so um you're the rasp guy i'm like just like the cool guy that hangs out around <clears throat> right the 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 robin to batman right <clears throat> like i said if i'm robin you're alfred so I, it depends <laughs> on which way you are. uh or or as uh who's the one who always gives me a hard time thomas penguin he's like i'd be penguin right because uh, apparently to him i'm three feet tall yeah. but uh <laughs> well that's to everybody who sees you it's not uh no don't listen to this guy i'm average height uh back back to uh answer your question rft next thursday uh for class up so um that's not a question he was just telling us good, good luck <laughs> congratulations <laughs> you know get out there and kill it yeah heck yeah man awesome keep us posted um all right, Tony, it's on you. All right. Um Nikki says he remembers um watching our stuff back in the trilogy, quality stuff. I appreciate that. Uh yeah, definitely check that out, Kanoa. That's a good one. We talk about the pi- whole pipeline through Rasp and everything, and then uh being in regiment. And there's a couple other ones, like you said, Sam Davil, Corey Flynn, uh, about actual time in regiment as well. Gets you a little bit of a, a broader spectrum between a couple of different MOSs. Yeah, that that one with Sam Davil's actually really good. Um, there we hit like a, a solid section that would be good for military prep guys. And you got to keep in mind, whenever I first started doing podcasting, I didn't really, I, I hadn't quite figured out my target audience or what I exactly I was doing with podcasting. I just knew I wanted to talk about stuff. So there may be some stuff in there that's just kind of like us just chatting it up, um, which you might like listening to. Just know that that stuff's in there. Um, Sam also talks about his book. I think it's pretty awesome. He's like an actor, wrote a book. So um, check out his book and stuff like that if you want to. But uh, yeah, we talk about the infantry stuff. So guys who are infantry, looking to be infantrymen, we go over all that. So that's a good podcast too. Uh, Josh Nick says, when you guys are off work, do you all hang out together or do you try to get away from each other for a bit? Um, I assume it means in regiment and not me and you, but um yeah in regiment we everyone yeah like all the guys hang out it depends on who you who's around you and your company and stuff like that like some people have a little bit more friction or don't have the same hobbies as other people but like in my company um which is the company that daniel ended up in um before he got out we did all the stuff together like i said like uh we still do stuff together like and meet up and drive to see people and um yeah, I mean, there's some days like, you know, MLATs and stuff where I'm like, you need to all leave me alone for a day because I'm, I'm tired. I'm just going to watch some Netflix and yeah. be in my bed or on my couch. And if you come in to get me for anything other than maybe going to the defect to get some food, I'm not going to open my door. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the question was, do all the guys hang out? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He says, when you guys are off work, do you all hang out together or do you try to get away from each other for a bit yeah so like exactly in my first uh my first company uh a lot of guys were older like i came in i was fresh 19 okay so these guys were all in their 30s early 30s late 20s right um so didn't really mesh with a lot of guys on that team um and uh so I would say with that one, it didn't feel as tight knit, but whenever, after I went to ranger school, I changed companies. I got in with you guys. You guys were super tight knit. So sometimes it kind of depends on 
but I'd say for the most part, yes, you're going to hang out with guys outside of work. And even if, even though I wasn't as tight knit with some of the guys on that particular team, when I first started, I still hung out with you and other guys. Say, outside. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. We still found a network. Mm-hmm. I hung out with mortar guys. Like there's a mortar crew I hung out with. Um, mortar barracks. Good times. <laughs> the mortar barracks. Always <laughs> a wild time. Dude. Uh, I always enjoy, enjoy going over there though. Mm-hmm. Just watching what went down, dude. Yeah. Um, it's a time. It's a time. But, uh, uh yeah so um yes yeah but obviously like there's no shame in like having to decompress a little bit sometimes like people do that no big deal um like yeah but for the most part like doors main doors open dudes coming in grab a beer if we're drinking people walk in grab a beer in the fridge hang out um yeah especially in the barracks i mean you're around all the guys all the time so absolutely it's definitely a, a solid brotherhood going on it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, some guys, some guys need their, like you said, some personal time. So sometimes like, like you can, you know, have time to yourself and stuff like that. You know, I would say for the most part though, guys are hanging out and, and stuff like that. But if you want to get away for a little bit, you know, and you got time off work, then you can go get away. Um, Sal says my recruiter said they're all out of option 40. So I'm going out. Um, 11x any tips on volunteering at ait or osit um yeah i hear a lot of recruiters saying that um and i did a full podcast with a with a recruiter um so before i don't know if you've signed the contract if you did no biggie uh yes you can volunteer at osit it'll be osit for you um it's never a hundred percent guarantee, but for the most part, those guys are usually there. And what I would say is when they come up, don't hesitate. Don't, I mean, g- jump on it whenever they come, they come up to talk. Cause some guys, um, some guys get intimidated or something, you know, the Rangers come there and they got all their pins and patches and, and they, I mean, they're pretty know, intimidating to be fair. They, yeah. The guys they send are usually pretty intimidating guys. Right. So you may not even want to go talk to them. Right. If you're, if you're new or something, but um hop up and go volunteer. Um, you'll be glad you did. So that's yeah. what I would say. If you can get an option for, if you can get airborne in your contract too, that helps and goes a long way. Cause mm, then you yeah. have just like an extra third step where there's probably going to be a ranger recruiter. Um, at, at airborne. Yeah. Because yeah. And the one at airborne, he was scary. The dude was that like guy was scary. seven feet tall, probably like 250. He was huge. Just I got towered over us. <clears throat> his name was, his last name was bear. Yeah. And he looked um, like a bear. <clears throat> yeah. He was huge. I mean, he was literally like six, seven. Yeah, he was a monster. It was, yeah. he was terrifying. Uh, luckily, I had already volunteered because I had to talk to him about it. I might not have done it. Um, but yeah, so for 11X, um, yeah, you should be able, as long as your scores are up, they're going to look at your scores through basic and stuff like that for your PT tests and stuff. So make sure those are over 270. Um, that's going to be a, a contributing factor for sure so make sure when you get there you going in now you get some training in. make sure your pt score is going to be above a 270 because if it's not they won't let you yep and that's i tell people that all the time i'm like be prepared before you go you'll feel so much more mentally secure if you do that again physical confidence brings mental confidence um so uh yes that is that is ultimately my advice uh, Aiden says, can I still be a ranger with flat feet? Yes, I am flat footed. Um, I'm working on improving my arch because I have shin splints at the moment. Very common with, uh, they call that over pronation of the feet. 
yeah that's flat feet is a common problem they used to not let people in with flat feet because it caused um so much problem again impact from the ground up can affect all sorts of things knees hips back so uh you can get good art arch support though so that's something i've always done i actually had orthotics for a little bit um because i was having pain in my back and hips and you know all my joints essentially all the ones i just listed so um i got on some good solid orthotics like they custom fitted them them to me and uh and it fixed a lot of my issues um now i still got flat feet so i don't have those same arches i just go get arch support from the store now they wear out over time but just keep finding um, arch support and you know do what you can but no it's not going to be like yes you can absolutely be a ranger yeah it's not going to stop you yeah as long as it doesn't stop you from doing it then you're fine usually yeah maps isn't gonna it'll be fine although that does change as recruiting things change so be careful you know sometimes they may not let you in down the road if nothing's been going on for a while and they're cutting down yeah uh, Matthew Maldon Maldonado says, do any guys in regiment have a college education? Uh, well, yeah, all the officers do. And then most of the NCOs at, have had some, some kind of college education by the time they're senior enlisted. Um, when I was in my company, we got up E4 who had a bachelor's degree. Um, bunch of guys do it. You'll see guys too, especially the older guys. Usually they're like 32 going through RASP. They usually have degrees and we're doing some other job for a while. Um, you'll see a lot of EMTs and, and stuff like that with degrees and, um, yeah, a bunch of guys have it. It's pretty common, much more common than, than the conventional side for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kyler says, what's the progression of a 13 Fox after they make it to, um, battalion? So a good podcast for you would be the, um, what it's like to be a forward observer on on the youtube that's a good one for you to check out because we kind of talk about some of those things there's certain things like i don't want to go too far in the weeds with it just because um we might be dabbling in, uh, in other areas but something that we cover all the time is whenever you are um an fo you can work all the way up to become a jtac so you know um that is that is a cool thing um, as part of kind of like the end goal of that progression Yes. Um, Josh Nick says, do you guys not get bored eating clean? Some days it's very easy and others I have strong cravings. Any tips on avoiding cravings? So funny, Josh Nix. Uh, this is, you guys are going to hate me. Uh, no, I don't get bored eating clean. I could literally, like, if someone could just give me a bar that was tasted like nothing and was just beige and I could just eat it and get them. I just, food is not like a, a real big drive for me. Um, so, like, for example, right now, I am, I have like made my meal plan. I literally eat the same breakfast and I eat the same lunch. I eat the same snack after lunch. I eat a slightly different dinner and eat the same snack after dinner. So I eat almost the same thing every single day that I wake up and live my life. I just like food is not like a huge um, thing for me personally that I, I really, really need or want. Sometimes I, I don't keep anything in the house really. That's going to be like too much of a craving thing either. So like, unless I'm out somewhere specifically and see something, I'm like, Oh, that kind of looks good. But even still, I just, it doesn't, I food is not a, um, not like a driving force for me. So I don't have a problem eating clean. Um, yeah, at all. I don't know. That's, I know it's like such an annoying thing to say, but I just like, I could, I could eat the same meal every day for each meal, the same food. It doesn't, I just don't care. 
So food is is my weakness. Um, one of them. I I it's not, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love food. So um, you know I'm bad I'm bad about eating out and stuff like that. Like um, but what I will say is I got on a on a long stint of super super hyper clean eating. Um, I cut out all alcohol. I didn't drink any soda. The only other thing that I drank other than water was coffee. Um, and I, and I didn't even put creamer in it, no sugar, no creamer. Um, and, uh, and so I did that for a long time. I would eat uh, a lot of greens and stuff like that. And because of the way it made me feel the, how good it made me feel, I ate like that for a long time, but eventually, um, that started to burn out. So, uh, I would say recently, I was actually just talking to Tony. I was like, the dad bod's real, right? Um, so in the past, um, in the past, what, like four months, I've put on like 20 pounds, but most, it is a lot of its muscle. I'm not like over here, just like pouring out of my shirt or anything, but, but a little bit more. That's of why it keeps the camera up here, just, just up here. <laughs> so you can't see too much, John. No, no, listen, <clears> I, <throat> I'm still in good shape, but, but I, I started relaxing the way that I ate a lot, put on a lot of. I'd say good weight because for a long time, I probably sat under the 10% body fat range. Cause I was eating, I was so hyper, um, acute to what I was eating. Like, so yeah, I will say there's a burnout with that. And so it's been hard to kind of get back to, um, I'm looking to start competing again. So, um, it's, it's going to be hard to get back to some of that stricter eating. I actually, I was joking. I'm like, I'm going to have to go up a weight class. Cause I don't, I don't know if I can get down 20 pounds from here, dude. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so what I will say for a lot of you guys is don't be, don't be afraid to throw in a cheat day. All that just to say this, don't oh, be afraid to throw even in a cheat I do day, cheat days, reset. like, yeah, got to. <clears throat> um, just because, yeah, that's like important. I mean, um, but also it depends on how you're eating clean too. Like if you're doing a TLR warrior program and you're only eating clean for 1500 calories, like that's not enough either sometimes. So like, make sure that you're also taking in enough food, um, and enough yeah, of those training like that? and stuff like you just need them because you're going to feel like I, I remember I was cutting cause I, I was in COVID got me pretty out of shape. So I was cutting pretty, I was cutting and there's a couple of days where I was in the gym and I was like, man, I'm not, I, I didn't have enough calories like the last two days. Like I'm like tired. I'm it's hard for me to move these weights right now. So it's counterproductive too. So keep that in mind that, you know, there is a good happy medium. Um, and you don't need to go into the army at 8% body fat either. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. 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 Happy medium. Every you'll, you'll find it in life. Everything is uh shades of gray, right? Uh, a lot of people want to get black or white. A lot of things are shades of gray. So you got to find a balance. Um, even if it, even if you cycle it off, that's something you can do too. Like that's kind of what I do. And that's why I bring up the cheat day. Maybe even, maybe even you can go longer than a week, right? You don't have to do it every week. Maybe you can go longer, but Every once in a while, you got to get that reset. And especially when you're training on something like the month three of the Train Like a Ranger Warrior program, you're going to need to take in some calories. I'm back on that 10 by 10. By the I'm way, about Tony to restart asked. month three next week. <laughs> I should have done it this week, and I just I couldn't. I was like, I'm not doing that this week. So I started next week. But um, also, I think one of the things, too, if you're eating clean is finding things that are clean to eat that are, are enjoy- like you like. So, like, for me... I'm not a huge chocolate guy. Like I don't like chocolate, but I like sweets. Like, I love chocolate, dude. See, That's I'm like I'm like a fruit or like a gummy person. So like even just getting, um, I get Greek 
no sugar added vanilla yogurt and you can just throw some fruit in there like that's healthy but it's sweet and like it tastes good like it's sort of like a dessert um so like those things like that help too where you can find some of those things that are like good for you to eat still and good um so just finding you know what kind of helps you push through some of those uh you know when it gets tough yeah uh chris says hey homos what's up chris good to see you dude uh chris consistent shooting guys go check out his instagram page always great stuff um savage mentality says what's the farthest distance rock when you're in regiment i'm uh i'm a fort observer at 25th id and rocked 14 miles and two hours and 50 minutes that's pretty good um but it killed me so for 14 miles and two hours, 50 minutes, you're definitely, definitely within the, uh, the window you need to be. Um, I used to do my 12 mile in about two and a half hours. That was kind of where I was at. Um, uh, I don't know. You remember what you do, did yours in my, my best or what I did in like normally you could say normally, but what's your best too? I guess you can two twelve is my best. Um, but I sort of floated around the 240 mark because um, I could comfortably ruck it 240. And it wasn't yeah. like hard for, for me to do. So I could comfortably do it in 240. I, I had my pace pretty well counted out. Um, the only time I really ever pushed it, it was when I was like competing for something. So like I know in Bragg at one point I did best fist and there was a ruck involved in one of the best fists. So I really booked it then. Um, but for the most part, I just did like 240. And I would just keep it at around 240 whenever I did it. Yeah. So to answer your question, Savage, um, 12 miles. I mean, 12 miles is what you're going to test off of uh, for time. Uh, but when it comes to Ranger operations, you're there's going to be days where you so run many, way farther than that. So many kilometers. Breaking brush through the woods. I mean, we, we, had, we did a uh what's the translation 30 30 kilometers through the woods was that to miles 18 yeah so 18.6 miles i remember we did that um, man that wasn't my head that was pretty good yeah yeah that was just that was just one of those things where the commander was like let's do let's do a ranger school op um yeah so 18.6 miles through the woods thick woods like swamp area woods breaking brush sometimes like you're just like so much just crap in front of you like this, especially for the point guys like oh man but um but yeah so that that all that's a little uh a little fun so there is stuff like that but when it comes to road marches and time uh 12 miles is usually where you're gonna be at i'm just having flashbacks to training events that are just miserable <laughs> um so uh em says how was land nav at ranger school tips question mark uh yeah again dude we're we're building uh so i'll double down on this we're building something for that now i actually it's not it's not public yet but we've started right now i'm in the collecting phase i'm collecting some info and building like an outline of what i want to provide so what i'm thinking and this is subject to change we'll announce it but what i'm thinking is we have sections and it, it'll be like a course so we have sections, I'll add some quizzes, and I may even be able to put some videos in there. So there may be like a reading portion, video, quiz, and we have different sections. It's going to be a big project. It's easily going to be bigger than 
the TLR Warrior Program or any other project that um, that we've created. So um, it's gonna it's gonna take some time. It may be something that we release in chunks. Maybe we just do the reading portion first, and then we'll update. Like, hey, we added the videos. Hey, we added the quizzes. Hey, you know, uh, me and James found a. a, a We'll talk about this publicly because I actually I should have talked to you about this offline. But we found a, a land nav simulation. Did you actually go through that? Was that yeah? Small? I lost like three hours of that thing, dude. I was just <laughs> it's I was pretty just, good. Yeah, it's it's it takes a little bit to get the controls down, but um, it is it's a pretty good. It's we a, found a simulator, and we're gonna tie that in. Um, obviously, it's somebody else's simulator, so we'll give them all the credits and things. But we'll get the link on that'll kind of be like the last. Um, check the blog thing. So we'll have our sections, our lessons, and then, hey, go test yourself and through this simulator. So there's all sorts of cool resources. What we're good at is pulling in all this information that gets buried in uh, jargon and um, and nomenclature, and we make it easy to understand. So uh, you see that all the time. I, I see it in science classes, dude. Um, I see it in, saw it in the military and um, any profession they just kind of bury things in nomenclature and uh just nonsense like things are usually more simple than than it's painted out to be so again we'll present that information in a way that's easy to understand i think it'll make a lot more people feel confident in uh in what they're going to be doing to answer your question though em uh the ranger school course is not that hard i did not answer that did i (laughs) (laughs) no it's not that hard it's definitely um Definitely not like any anywhere near the hardest course I did in the military. Um, there is a lot of I will say though, there's a lot of like micro terrain. Georgia is rough with micro terrain to the point where like you're in a forest, but then there's uh, rivers and hills and valleys and ravines. Like all the terrain is in Georgia everywhere all the time. Um, but no, it's really not that bad. I mean, it had doesn't hold a candle. I don't think to the course you have to do uh, in Savannah for to go to ranger school that course is hard they they do have a good yeah pretty solid land of course there um i i thought that the ranger school course was very large so if you are new to land nav now granted we came from ranger regiment so i would say our land nav pretty solid but if you're coming from well, we're also else, 13 maybe, foxes too which our entire job is reading maps so yeah so we're pretty good at that so i would say actually the course is going to be very difficult if you don't have um, a grasp of land nav. You know, you got to keep in mind. I went to, I went to uh, WLC, and with that land nav course was a big open field, and then they had like these spaced out trees, and you could literally see these bright neon signs. I never pulled out a compass once. They gave us three hours. I finished it, and this is WLC, not Ranger School. Uh, I finished this course in 15 minutes, never pulled out a compass, and people got lost there. And these are people who are going to be sergeants, right? They're coming from elsewhere in the army not not ranger regiment these are other places um to be fair so, i mean some of those guys could be like cooks though they're not land having like it, that's, i know, you know so I, keep I that know. in mind too but that's why i'm <laughs> saying this um it depends on your comfort level with land nav as you're going into it so if you're somebody who is not has not truly been tested on some difficult land nav courses then you definitely want to brush up on that because if you're seeing a, a wide-scale land nav course for the first time it, that one could Definitely be overwhelming. Listen, anybody who's getting ready to go to Ranger School to Atlanta, I will give you one tip that will help you out tremendously. Plot your points 
go to the farthest point that you can because you will start and it's going to be very, very dark. Move as far as you can into the course and work your way back because by the time you get out there, the sun should be up and it's going to help you tremendously finding some of the stuff in the brush, especially if you're going anywhere near summertime. Um, I always recommend anytime you're starting in the darkness and going into the light, go out as far as you can first and then work your way back in the, in the light. That's a that's a great tip. We ought to just do a whole podcast. We should. I know. I we have a lot of. We'll just people ask us about it. I'm always like, I can talk about landing for three hours if you want me to. Tell you what, next Dan Mm -hmm. and Jay live, we'll just talk about tons of land nav. So we'll actually we'll announce that as uh, part of the part of what we're doing because there's so many things we could talk about. Um, Yeah, it's definitely having a game plan for how you're gonna attack your points. That's very important. So I like that you said that, you know, going out, working your way back in is definitely something you can do. Um, also, any point that you're going for, identical uh, terrain features, you know, if they're there, setting a a, um, a check mark point and then checking a backstop where you can identify, I went too far. You're right? like, Cause uh, it's, uh-oh. <laughs> of course, yeah. So um, it, if you get off course, it's not like it doesn't happen, right? There's... There's things like angle of declination. Also, like you're never going to walk in a perfectly straight path. Like, so as you're doing your pace count, you're walking, even though you're shooting your compass on a regular basis, it's easy to veer off. So, you know, kind of reassessing where you are is going to be an important key in land. We can talk about all sorts of things. So that's actually a really good idea. We'll do it next live. And then also we'll develop that land of course. So. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Just keep in mind. It's, we got like, no time a minute or two left before we start getting kicked off stuff <clears throat> yeah so uh anything on your end and then we can end it oh i gotta pick only one. Oh man i'm so sorry guys um i know i got a, i got a whole list we ended up having a whole list here um oh this is a good one a youtube account says is it only the combat muscles and regiment that get corrective training as new guys or is it everyone it is absolutely 112% everybody. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a combat MOS or not. I mean, I've been in the S1, like the paperwork guys, and they're getting, they're getting corrective training for some messed up paperwork. Everyone. doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter where you go. Absolutely everyone is getting corrective training. That's the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's uh, absolutely everyone. Yeah. Cooks, pressure riggers, mechanics, S1, am i all of it everyone for sure everyone yep you got anything on your end i think we can end it there um a lot we can talk about on the next live stream again we'll announce that publicly but we'll go deep 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 in the land nav and uh if we have excess time we hit a bunch of points then um we can get into some other questions but um again we always answer um messages so if you guys uh, shoot some messages we can answer there or just join us on the next lives and, and we'll address you but uh thank you so much for tuning in be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com where we have workout programs nutrition programs merchant apparel and as always much much more on the agenda um thank you guys for tuning in and remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger have a good weekend guys see you guys